0: Hey Simon, what should we do an episode on, man? I don't know, man. What do, you, what do you reckon? Nothing too controversial. Yeah, okay. What about guns? Yeah, okay.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Three Views On podcast with Michael, Paul and Simon today. Look, we hope you enjoyed our last episode uh, with a legend of a dude named Andre, uh, hopefully dropping some po- uh, theology session episodes very soon.
0: Yeah. Guy was a cool guy. I enjoyed talking to him.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed talking. He's, he's, and, like, we only captured a little bit of his personality there. Um, I, I assume you probably caught a bit of his uh, enthusiasm and vigour, mm. but, um, but he, has, he has that same enthusiasm for, like, little things, you know, fun stuff, which we didn't really touch on. No. Uh, and you don't really get when you don't really meet
0: someone. But he likes a good joke. He likes a good board game. It's very Fits like very you. Well. It's very like you, Simon. Just a fairly unadulterated passion for nearly everything you chuck your hand to. You know what <laughs> I mean? I don't think is there anything wrong with that. No, it's oh, by certainly. no means. Oh, to, uh, oh, it's, it's quite virtuous, I think. Good. All right. Cool. Very cool. Well,
1: look, I've had a pretty good week over this last week between the episodes. So what about <laughs> you, Paul? What's been happening for you
0: this week? It's been a. Um, it's been an interesting week. Uh, did I tell you guys the last podcast we got broken into? Did no, no. no. Yes, 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 yes. So someone um, someone busted into our house, stole. I don't know there was some cash on the counter, a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, a housemate had just paid rent. They oh, so no. flogged it, flogged the cards, maxed all the cards out. Dumb crime though because like they went and spent it all at the local Coles Servo. Yeah. where there are 10,000 cameras. Um, <laughs> not smart <laughs> Not smart, but maybe, maybe wise Because um, I got onto the police about it a while ago And still nothing Really? Yeah, yeah still right. nothing Yeah, I think they're pretty taxed to the Glenorchy Police Department Yeah, fair enough I think they're, they're, they're not, uh, even when they are firing on all cylinders They've got their work cut out for them mm. so That's no good It's probably the first big emotional hurdle in church planting in Glenorchy Yeah I remember walking down, like it, uh, the day that it happened I was walking down the street, so angry, so angry. I was just, I just had this weird rage that I've never had before. But I was, I was walking out, um, trying to buy a baseball bat. I'm like, where can I find a baseball bat? <laughs> if anyone comes into my home again, I'm gonna clob them right over the head, man. They, they, and I was, and I'm like, well, I don't want these thoughts to go through my head constantly. So I listened to a sermon, and it was like John Piper, something about laying down your life. And he's just behind oh, us. And, and I was trying, I couldn't find a baseball bat at Kmart. I couldn't find one at Big W. And by the time I was going to go to the third place to find one, I didn't even want it anymore. Oh, good. So that was, it's yeah. a kind of a good story on when you've got no good thoughts of your own, get someone else's great thoughts, get them in your brain. That's a, that's a good, I like that. Yes,
1: yes. It's a totally different feeling because I remember thinking about this when I was living in Hobart. Totally different feeling when you're by yourself. Like you're like, yeah, someone got in, whatevs. Yeah, like, like uh, my stuff, whatever. When you're married, though, and I imagine, uh, Simon, you can you can uh, toe the line of the, the parents. Yeah. A, a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. I I don't think
2: I'd be so as angry with, like, an adult as with a child, if that makes sense. Not the burglar. But in, in your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think if, if it was just when we were married, I wouldn't be too fast. But with hands, yeah. I'd be like, you
0: stay. Yeah, get yeah. out. No, exactly. Uh, it makes you ask a lot of questions, and especially you, like, depending on where you go on mission, Simon. Like, there are going to be lots of those sorts of situations where it's gonna you're gonna have to have yeah. a very practical theology of non retaliation if that's where you go. Yeah, you've got it. Like, theologically,
2: you know. Exactly. That's a that's a big thing. Um, making sure that you're willing to, like, you're reactive side yeah or your mm. your revenge your your bloodlust
0: <laughs> like it says in scripture man you got to be ready to lay down your wife so
1: yeah. uh <laughs> lay, lay down your life is a whole different kettle of fish to lay down your family that's a yeah well that's yes. a big ask um yeah we'll do an episode on that i reckon probably and we'll talk to Simon about uh the anger of being a parent
0: yeah <laughs> i'm sure it would ignite all kind of, you got these tiny vulnerable children child it sounds
2: yeah like i i i'd, I'd I just didn't identify with that um, before I had a, had a, what's it called? A, a child Yeah. <laughs> um, but after that, I, I just felt this really, like it seems like a cliche when, you know, like in movies where people say about like, you know, their emotional bond and like you see this child for the first time. You know, the cliche. Yes. But, mm-hmm. I held her in my arms and I was like, you're. Yeah, so weird. Like it's actually happened to me, and I can feel it. And wow! It's t- I'm I'm a cliche now, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's so amazing because I know that's you know that's how God designed me.
1: Yeah, and it's so uh, cool. it's really cool.
0: Absolutely, and that doesn't that dovetail. Semi-nicely? <laughs> it does dovetail
1: semi nicely? I'm scared to talk about it now that we've talked about your your rage of being broken into. But our episode uh, for this week is about guns. Guns with a Z. Gun violence. Gun control, gun freedom, the yeah. Fifth Amendment, Second Amendment, second.
0: Oh, second. <laughs> I don't know. We not none One of, of our the amendments. amendments. It's the second. <laughs> it is a second. Sure What's the fifth? The Fifth um, Amendment is
1: pleading the
2: fifth in court. You know. Ah, yeah. It's not there, is it guns. the
0: right to the right against self-incrimination or something? Yeah, something it's like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I hate it that um, the whole discussion is Americanized immediately and we yeah, oh yeah. got to protect our second amendment what second amendment rights we don't <laughs> we have have, second not have any <laughs> second amendment rights what what are the rules in australia they're quite strict australia has very 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 strict gun laws um i feel like only recently like in the last 20 years is that quite right post yeah. port arthur yeah um, This was wasn't that long ago it was john howard's i was alive yeah, yeah i was yeah. six or seven so what does that make yeah 20 years ago yeah, so that it's, it's very strict now. In fact, there's a lot of red tape. One of my friends uh, recently was bemoaning the fact that he wanted to move his gun safe. You have to have, like, your gun safe, I'm pretty sure, like, root bolted into the ground. Yeah. Oh, wow. He yep. wanted to move it, like, uh, a metre and a half across the other side of the shed, and he couldn't do it for, like, two months because they couldn't send someone around to check it out. And it, it just, like, uh, it was just beside it. Don't... Anger the gun owners, I say. But anyway, yeah, he was beside himself with anger. Two months just to get
2: approval to move at a meter and a half. Yeah, well, they have to have someone
0: come out and watch you do it. Do they? Or it's very hands on. At least they. At least it has to be like um, inspected pre and post. Yeah. Again, the, tough because I don't own a gun. Mm. As I told you guys before the episode, I am fairly pro-gun, yep. um, but I don't have practical experience to lay on top of that. Like, I I don't own a gun. Have you ever fired a gun? Uh, Yes. No, I haven't. I've never never touched a gun. I only have in the last
2: three months. Yeah, right. So you're pro-gun now, Michael. Is this what this has come Um, down to?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are they enjoyable to fire? Can they be used for purposes other than killing humans? Oh, definitely. Yes. What are my exact uh, political, theological, and sociological views on guns and violence and how we as a nation... Control them. Whew, that's a, a big topic. <laughs> oh yeah, and
2: I, and I feel like
1: it, you can totally disagree with me here, but all the
2: people in charge of making those decisions are totally unqualified to. How so? Yeah, I I, don't, I just feel like most of them, well, ninety percent of them probably don't own a gun, and um, and the one and all of those same people uh, have no interest or no understanding of the actual community. And uh the people whose voices get heard seem to be the people who
0: have money, so it can often be good. Wait a second, wait a second. Are we all like semi pro gun? I thought we might actually get some decent no divergence I, uh, here. I'm pretty keen on control yeah i'm I'm really pro strict. control,
1: yeah, I'm not anti guns, full stop, though. yeah,
0: yeah. I tell you what annoys me, like that. The Australian Labor Party, I, I won't say which way I vote on the podcast, the Australian Labor Party have, um, have they're, they're fairly keen on keeping guns, um, a, a few and far between. And the recent state mm. election, it came at one of the local MPs, actually one of your local MPs, a guy called Rean Hitting, said they might loosen up a couple of the gun laws just mm. to help out farmers and make things a little easier. And he got lambasted by oh, the... Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it was right before the vote as well, I exactly. remember. It was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I also recently saw a picture of Bill Shorten, the federal Labor leader, being accompanied by an armed security guard. Yeah. So there must be some tacit agreement <laughs> that these things do work in some measure, yeah. but yeah. just not for anyone else. Yeah, and, in, and in a public carry as well. <laughs> if, you're, if you're
1: escorted around by an armed security guard, that's a public yeah, yeah, yeah. carrying of a firearm. Look, I think I think we can all probably very safely agree that we agree on the arming of our um our police force. Is that is that fairly accurate? Totally. Definitely yeah. Even bigger guns, I'd In- say. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting side note there. Did you know a
2: taser? Um Yes. I do know about Tasers. Yeah. You know that they offer like rewards to um to to if anyone can like withstand the uh, the, I have to hold the it up to a taser tased, shot. Yeah. Wow. So basically the whole product is product is staked on the fact that no one can resist like the shock of it. No it's one It's pretty can, hectic. So you can't just get like a, like a marine who is like a super soldier who can just be tased and just keep walking. Like that's not a thing.
0: All oh, right. Yeah. So they are very effective, aren't Various. they? Tasers. Yeah. And that's why like again, when I made that gag about guns, I'm not like I don't want police blowing people's heads off. Um and you see like in America that's a huge thing. A couple of years back there were all these shootings of um, unarmed dudes. Mm. And the mm. whole place was like a powder keg. Such an insane anti-cop sentiment. I watched a documentary yeah. on it the other, mm. the other week. Oh, right. Um, and yeah. now you're pro-gun. Now, I'm pro- <laughs> now I've been pro-gun for a, a long time. I, um, so you've mentioned this a few times now, Paul.
1: What, what specifically do you mean by pro-gun? What do I mean by What's pro-gun? that?
0: Well, I think, and again, it's really sad because a lot of my understanding of this comes from an American context because that's where the discussion is really happening. Mm. They've obviously had a couple of pretty bad school shootings recently. Yeah. And with uh, different kinds of legislation that are coming about and different proposals, um, there's now a big conversation over there about guns. Where That's not really happening so much in Australia. No, we're Um, pretty comfortable with our Australian gun laws as far as I understand. I mean, that being said... Uh, the Liberal Party have had a. I've I ragged on Labor. Now let me rag on Liberal. Yep, they just did another <laughs> gun buyback or another gun amnesty, where you can yep. go and so you gun to get guns off the streets. Mm. To which I think the very necessary, the so sort of uh, the question that must you must ask after that is like, who is selling their guns? Is it is it the people who like had I don't know a little pea shooter to pop off the um. The sparrows that were, or the crows that, that were picking on their crops at mm. the backyard. Or is it the dudes who, like I get gunshots most weeks in Glenorchy. Really? I guarantee you it's not the dudes who are relying on their gun to like get them through tricky situations who are then selling it back to the government. Yeah. No, you're probably quite sure. <laughs> and that's why the, the like the, um, I saw Turnbull talk about it with his big, big grin, oh yeah, we've done really well with this gun buyback. It's like, no, all the guns that are probably going to kill people are still out there. Yeah all the guns mm. that people haven't used for 15 years, they probably got sold or handed in. Yeah. And all the guns that are, but have the capacity to take a life, I reckon. And mm. look, I'm not mm. super educated here, but that's just what I, that's my take yep. on it.. Yep. From,
1: from, what I, from what I can understand, the issue around gun violence in organized crime is very difficult c- to control, uh, by, by the nature of it being organized crime, like that as a statement is not something the government is very good at controlling because everything they've done so far has not stopped organised crime happening. If you're going to be a criminal and that's going to be your career choice, you're going to find a way to procure weapons, to do things under the books and to make things happen. That's, that's going to happen. The big thing for me around gun laws is around the suicide risk and the accidental shootings at home mm. um, where I think, because uh, f- f- from my limited understanding of the, the numbers that I've seen coming through, from the States is that they have a huge proportion of deaths from suicide with weapons and from home shootings as well, things that have just gone by as an accident. Yeah. And if you compare that to what it looks like in Australia, we have a much lower rate. Yeah. And just the damage you can do with a, with a firearm um, makes things um, really, really not fixable as a medical professional. If someone yeah. comes in with a gunshot wound to the face, there there is very little I can do and there's a very small window of what I can do, whereas other methods of attempted suicide. There's a lot that you can do to turn things around. That's correct. You look like you got something
2: to say, Samo. Um, I was just going to say, potentially, um, it didn't quite lead into what Michael was just saying, but maybe what you were saying before, do you think potentially the, uh, the difference between our gun cultures and the reason that there wasn't such a huge blowback when they introduce strict gun control after Port Arthur. Do you reckon that's because we're a, a much younger country? Like we've never had any internal wars. Mm. We've only been around a couple of hundred years. We didn't have this huge culture. We didn't have a lot of organised crime that's been going on for generations, like in crime families and that kind of thing. Whereas America has been going a lot longer. They've had civil wars. They've had wars with other countries. They've had wars on their turf, which mm. is where the amendment came from after, after those incidents where they said, all right, citizens, in case this kind of thing happens again and the government are the bad guys, the citizens need to have mm. guns. is pretty much what that means mm. to protect themselves from anyone, basically. And uh, I think in Australia, we just didn't, we've, we've been pretty cruisy, you know, under the United Kingdom for a long time, still are. Um, we've got a lot of allies, we've got a lot of friends. We don't feel too stressed about violence on the streets in general we have pretty safe cities compared to a lot of other places in the world let's be perfectly
1: honest if unless you're playing a game of risk australia is generally safe territory
0: (laughs) i uh i'm afraid that went over my head michael you don't play Risk? i have not played a game Uh, but i agree uh, with you simon i agree like once you have that generational sort of okay not too long back someone rocked up and tried to make us move or tried to sweep out our street of a certain type of people, mm. or something like that. Once that's in the collect in the ether in the collective consciousness, mm. things would be very, very different. Yeah, I believe for yep. sure
2: we'd all be buying black market guns if that started happening. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I totally would. Like, it's mm. um, it's one. No, I wouldn't. No, I've I've I'll got go- like in these conversations, I have this propensity to. Like, make a real hyperbole of my actual opinion just just so it <laughs> stimulates a bit of discussion. I'm, yeah. When I say I'm pro-gun, I'm not pro-gun. W- it would be nice if no one had guns. That wouldn't be bad. Um, but given just given the state, things are. Okay. That's my whole argument about America as well. Uh-huh. Like, of course, you don't want to put... It would be better if teachers didn't have to have, like, a concealed carry or something or whatever. Mm. But... You can't go back from where you are now, or they can't go back from where they are. Yep, and it's not, a, not as simple as just saying let's, let's outlaw all guns in the States. Like, that just does not work. <laughs> what are you, yeah, what are you going to do? You get some right-wing nut over there and you rock, rock up at their house and try and take their guns. What's going to happen? For sure. Like there might be some plans that will work, but that one won't. Some of the, uh, the biggest
2: uh, gun advocates in America are evangelicals. How do you reckon guns... Fit into the fit in with Jesus. Because, because if someone comes into your house with the intent of harming you
1: and you believe in a sovereign God, are you going to murder the guy? Yeah, but at the same time, I believe in a sovereign God and yet I work to save people's lives on a daily basis. Yes. That's, that's my job. Yes, but would you then work to kill someone? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. And it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning is that for, for myself, I'm fairly comfortable with you know if someone comes in and kills me eh, I'm, I'm dead i mean that's that's kind of not ideal but at the same time that's all right i'm willing to give up my life but once you start mixing things like your family uh if you have your own children that that question
0: becomes so hard it becomes hard but does the answer change that's that see that's the thing i in my brain simon and you've that's you've probably asked the smartest question all episode here um, in my brain there is a, a tight logical understanding, okay, this is my family, I, I have a duty of care, I want to protect, and, but at all times I guess any practical considerations must sit under your theological reality. And so understanding a theology, like I know probably it's right for the government to have guns. You've got Paul, I think it's in Romans 12, talking about the government bearing the sword, mm-hmm. which is the equivalent, it just means killing people. Yep. The, and he's saying the government, they can do that. Don't do the wrong thing. You won't have to worry about them. Um, I think that's 12 or 13, somewhere in there. So I know on a theological level it's right for the government. I don't know, like uh, surely a lot of the data we have on Christ is that he was pretty, like Peter tried to rip that dude's ear off or did rip Fairly that dude's non-violent. ear off. violent yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When, he, when those guys tried to push him off a cliff, he didn't, he didn't chuck them off the cliff yeah. You know, mm. just walk
1: through them we, we do also have a lot of data of a fairly, at times, violent and wrathful God,
0: though, as well That is true um, Not as revealed in Christ yet I think that no. Christ, Christ will come um, with, a, uh, with a very tangible wrath, um, I believe, when he returns um, There'll be that, that element of him But he did come as a servant he will come as, as like a, a coronated king at the end of all time. I think right now, like he, the life of his, the life that we see in the Gospels, there was a lot of, yeah, there was, ve- there was no, let's call it like as we see it, there was no physical retaliation at
1: all. Yeah. Except that, in that one time in the temple when he started flipping over tables and whipping.
0: Not necessarily retaliation and it, he flipped over tables. He didn't break dudes over oh, his knee. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't remember for sure, but I feel like I vaguely recall him,
1: like, scattering the people out with a whip. Yeah. It was cracking a whip. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's a good but point. I feel like in, in a biblical setting, cracking a whip isn't something you do in the air. That's what you do over someone's back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I don't know.
1: I, I, to say I wasn't either, there. Either so way, he wasn't killing them. Um, <laughs> he I definitely just wasn't like, killing them. That's, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: I just feel like guns are very... Very certain. Like if you're firing a Mm. gun, you're probably trying to kill someone.
0: But I think there's also, I mean, to bring it out of the theological level, and that's like I said, that's something I probably need to reconcile in myself. I've got some good sociological arguments, but I need to understand the theology and that's got to take precedence. So view all of the rest of this podcast through that lens. Um, I think guns, you're right. It's They are pretty, so you get shot, you're in a bad way. But uh, do you think there's a fair bit of prevention that happens? You, if you're mugging someone and there's a 50, if if you're a mugger and you know there's a 0% chance someone has a gun, are you going to go for it a little harder than if maybe 40% of people have guns? Well, going
2: only on what you see of uh, movies (laughs) is that by the time you're getting mugged, someone's already got a gun to your head. If you flinch, they're going to shoot you. If you go for your gun, they're going to shoot you. So unless you've already got your gun out, having a gun against someone who's already got
1: a gun, who's jumped you, surprised you, is probably not that helpful. And let's be honest, how many people who carry a gun in their purse who are going to be mugged or or in their pocket, let's say that guys get mugged too. Let's not be uh, sexist on the podcast. I think that's pretty fair. Um, How many of those people are going to be trained to a state where they are able to uh, outdraw... And fire a weapon on someone who is a career criminal.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's totally a good point. I think probably by the time the gun's at your head, um, you're in a bit of strife. Yeah, but whether I, there's I, a gun on you or not, you may as well just stay still and not try to move. You're in some trouble <laughs> yeah. at that point. There's no doubt about it. You're in some trouble. I, I only, I only thinking if I try to get myself in that place, um, like if I try to get into the mindset of like someone who's going to try and rip someone's purse off them. I don't think they're necessarily that. Like smooth, calm, collected, well orchestrated. I think probably there's, there, there's, there would usually be a fair element of drug fueled behavior mm. going into that, fairly scatterbrained. Maybe I, I just don't think they would be as keen if but there then, was guns in the equation.
1: Then the query is as well if it's drug fueled behavior and they're trying to steal your purse or whatever, what gives you the right to then be the arbiter and judge for that situation and take a life in that situation?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I personally think I like the idea of putting someone uh, putting a cap in someone's knee. I don't know. Like uh, you probably wouldn't go straight for the face and be like, and just fire off a couple of rounds in the in the but dome. That's
2: the reason cops do kill people straight away, though, because if you fire a cap in someone's knee and they're in a bit of pain, they've got a gun in their hand. That's true. They're going to move their arm in the direction of your face or mm. your heart, and yep. they're going to get you. And which I mean, is it's why not they just in that. It's heart.
0: what's harder to hit: a kneecap or a chest. That's very true. Yeah. It's the, the mugging situation is another, is another tough one. Again, it's so far removed from anything I've ever yeah. encountered. that <laughs> yeah, I think true. by virtue of where we have all lived and the kinds of upbringing we have, it, it is all comp- it's just pontification at this point. It's, it's fun, but it, that's just what it is. I've got an idea. Think of a time when someone
2: confronted you, not violently, and, and you were scared. Or, or you were you were fearful or you were nervous or whatever, whether that be like called to the principal's office, or like the being found, found out hospital? by your parents for oh, something, something. Okay, cool. <laughs> or or your boss telling you off for something you did at work,, yeah, or yeah. being lazy yeah, or okay. whatever. Like you can imagine I, I'm, I'm pretty bad in those sort of situations. like I'm, I'm properly I get properly scared.
1: not thinking straight is what you're getting at.
2: Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if that was suddenly a gun? how much worse off your mental state would be. You would not be making decisions unless you were like super trained and you were used to that kind of situation slash trauma, um, kind of in the way that like in emergency, in the emergency department. Yep. Um, in my first six months, I just had no idea how to react to anything. And <laughs> you just got true. to wait for someone to tell you what to do. But now you're just like, oh, yeah, we'll do this, do this, do this. And, and, then, and then, so then you tell someone at home, oh, I looked after this person. Like, Whoa, you looked after someone who was on ice? How Actually did you do done. that? I don't, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what I'm getting I do, at? I do. Like um, if something as simple as someone confronting you about leaving your dirty socks on their bed is... Like you know, no, not that, not that simple. But it's can not your wife, like that. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if that gets you nervous, you can imagine how much worse
0: off you'd be in the yeah. mugging and, situation. And how
1: many times have you made a snap decision that it turned out to be a bad one?
0: And that's the thing. That's the thing. That's a great point, Michael. I think because I I can't help but think of, like, sure there are plenty of punch ups in pubs and stuff in Australia. That's that's fine. Oh, yeah. It's part of the culture almost. <laughs> and then you go back in and you buy each other a beer. Like that's, that, yep. that is yep. just fairly commonplace. But just if, if people were carrying guns in that instance, yeah. you have no reason to think they wouldn't be used. No. So this is, that. I mean, that's, that's why, again, I'm not pro-proliferation of guns. My pro-gun is sort of, it's an American import to my understanding because I think over there they're so far gone yeah. that the problem actually will be part of the solution. But in Australia, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it because if you've got a if you're if you're punching on, um, someone's going to go for any advantage. That's why people smash bottles. Yeah, mm. like, but no one's smashing bottles if they've got if they From got a gun. gun in their sock or yep. something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yep. yeah, no, I, don't, I don't want to be in a room with a drunk guy who's waving a gun. <laughs> no, no way. No. Yes, people already make. You guys would know so well being medical professionals. People, you you just can't bank on people making smart decisions. No, no. No, uh, not even in the slightest. No, a- even well-trained doctors who
1: I work with, you can't bank on them making a good decision in a stressed situation. No, that's why we work as a team. Um, so yeah, uh, guns in in quick quick ready access is probably not not a great idea. Like okay, I think
0: it's time we we just about landed this plane. Oh yeah, I think we come to a few vague conclusions here. Speaking of plane, and, yes, I'll just let you know that yeah, after nine eleven, they um they gave the, the those flight security guards guns mm. and they haven't had a... That's one of the arguments for arming teachers, actually, is like, yeah, well, look, right. they've had way less hijackings. Worked on a plane, yeah. it work in a school. Yeah, well, they're, they're essentially saying guns were a deterrent on planes... And in school, all they do is then call the guys with guns and wait for them to arrive and de-escalate it anyway. Mm. So why not? Anyway, any, that, that is tricky, tricky situation. It's a different topic for not another podcast. Yeah. Well, so
1: here's where we are.
0: I think, I think, I
1: think we agree that guns, in in and of themselves, are a helpful and unhelpful tool that can be used for a variety of things. Farmers, wallabies, good, good combination. I think that's probably fair. Definitely. Yep. Police officers, stress, uh, highly trained, difficult situations. Yep. Good idea. Yeah. Old grannies getting their stu- purses still stolen. If I use the correct, correct grammar. <laughs> yeah. On the street, high violence situations, pubs. <sighs> Not a good idea. The difficult balance is the in between. Uh, the semi-trained person in a ordinary situation. I'm living in a country where guns are as as readily available as milk on the shelf, yeah. Um, where where does all that come into it? And I think the answer is that uh, it's not a simple solution. It
0: it's is not, not that, something
1: we can sort out. Let's just forget about it. We're all Australians.
0: <laughs> well, that's. I think your point though, Simon, about the generational ease that we've slipped into. Like guns can be very good uh, at preventing some sort of government tyranny. Is the word you often hear. Mm. Um. Someone brought to my um, attention the example of Vietnam the other day where they're like, it was basically a bunch of poor farmers forming militias. They held off America. Yeah. <laughs> Ameri- like the might of the military world got pantsed in Vietnam yeah. by local dudes with guns. Yeah, And not the same kinds of guns as Americans had either. Like mm. they weren't rolling with equal military force. So there's got to be something said about... yeah. Yeah, no, I can't get into the spirit of it though. I've, like, I've got a solution. I've oh, got a solution. What is that? All right, it's called uh, we
1: abolish violence. All right, we live at peace with each other. Make it all punishable by death. Love your neighbour. No, love, love, love your neighbour. <laughs> uh, serve others and um, bless those who curse you. Yeah, yeah. This seems like a good idea. Oh, there's
0: another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tell you, in this, in the course of this episode, I think I've almost talked myself out of most of my gun arguments. <laughs> So I, don't think, I think I've made, made some progress. Look, I think, I think
1: the solution is that right now there isn't going to be a solution. And my opinion is that I'm hoping for a day when one day there is a nice non-violent world that we live in. I'm looking where forward to it. we can actually be at peace. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get there in the, my lifetime. That'd well, awesome.
0: definitely in your second lifetime. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Very
1: good, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again on this podcast. Yeah, look, just hit us up on Facebook. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on gun violence. Let's start a Facebook war. I'm really keen to <laughs> get well, us get us some thoughts uh, on gun publicity. violence.
0: We all have the same thoughts on gun violence. We don't really like that. On gun laws, There'll on be control, no, on no guns. pro gun violence people. Out I'd there. like to see
1: photos of your guns, um,
0: serial <laughs> numbers, arms,
1: yes. or uh, actual arms. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you've got. Uh, and yeah, so you can you can check us out on Facebook. It's three views on. Uh, or at our website, threeviewson.com. Uh, we jump on there occasionally. Don't forget to submit a topic to us or to our friend Andre, who's going to be doing some theology sessions. That's about
0: it. Any oh, final yeah. words, fellas? None. Don't None. Don't hate me. Don't hate me for my views. Yeah. on. God. I am a work in progress.
1: Don't hate Paul. Keep living the dream. It's been real. <laughs>